Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. You're feeling nervous, aren't you, boy? With your quiet voice and impeccable style. Don't ever let them steal your joy and your gentle ways to keep them from running wild. They can kick All right. in your face. It is August. The temperatures are climbing. Hopefully, they're about to reach their peak, and then they will drop soon, but I have no such hopes. Uh, I stood in a sweltering line in an unair-conditioned staircase today to get a student ID, because that's how long the line was. It wrapped down a hall and down a flight of stairs. Yes. Uh, Stair- stairways are, are thresholds. There doesn't need to be AC there, because no one needs to stop there ever. Right. Uh, except when... A hundred people are are parked in line to get their student IDs on orientation day. Um, but Pierce, you and I just came back from a place. We 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 went with, uh, with the ladies in our lives to celebrate love in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is a place yes. I had never been before. Uh, I, I had not either. It was it was a, a cute cute place. It's kind of like a. It reminded me a little bit of a slightly larger, slightly more urban Charlottesville. Uh, definitely had some some college town vibes. I don't know if it was more urban or just the buildings were taller because there are <laughs> many more students. But yes, maybe I, I, that. I, th- yeah, that might be it. Uh, yeah. But going to you know going to a state I had never been to before, uh, I wasn't a hundred percent certain how to pack. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I did make sure uh, that considering that we were there for a, a, a fancy formal occasion, that mm-hmm. I, I did have two of one important thing, uh, watches. Un- oh, not, not <laughs> underwear. I think it's important to have <laughs> yeah, silk just... and cotton for those occasions. Well, that's no, just I... – <laughs> that's two types. Uh, yeah. I was there for, for longer than two days, so <laughs> – uh no more, yeah, more no. than two pairs of underwear don't don't worry but uh <laughs> but two watches because i have a watch that i wear more or less every day uh but it is not the same as my dress watch yes uh and i have a feeling that uh compared to probably most people our age and maybe even to one or both of you uh all of the concepts i just laid out are somewhat foreign so i i think that your your mentioning of of going to a wedding is is a really great point for that because <clears throat> there there is this this i think old concept at this point which is that um, as I think, especially men, but women too, um, you're always wearing a watch. Uh, you know, historically, it's you know the po- the not pocket watch, but the wristwatch is an incredible invention, which is you have people who can know the time, which was very important and is still important, but maybe less so with their phones. But 
you you have this this thing that you're wearing all the time and it really is an expression of you but also a functional thing but you have different occasions you might be out cutting the grass or going to the mall or you might also have a, a, a formal dinner, um, you know, something that's leather versus something that is is metal. And and I I was definitely thinking about the, that this weekend. I was more thinking it from a you know what what color are my shoes? What color is my belt? Um, a, as opposed to is it is it a dressier one versus a less dressy one? Because I don't have that demarcation as much, um, or that the color is more what I'm focused on. But I, I think that that is certainly an occasion more than any other where I, I pay attention to it. If for no other reason, then I still think of a watch, especially on men is like the singular piece of jewelry that, that we carry around. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, out, outside of the, the people who wear like French cuff shirts and the, uh, the, the gold chain Italian bras that, Max and I saw walking around the North end when we were in Boston last weekend. Um, you know, a watch is probably, you know, at worst, like the number two most worn piece of jewelry for men besides like wedding rings. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and I, Again, I still think of it that way. So you mentioning that this this is foreign, having a dress watch and, and a more casual watch mm-hmm. uh, it is something that we are still attuned to. But we also both wear watches. Max, you you don't wear a watch. I, I, I've never seen you wear a watch. Um, so is that the more modern view? It's like why would I why would I even need this? Uh, it's interesting. I have a few opinions there. I actually do agree with the whole dress watch versus casual watch. The difference is that my casual watch is no watch. Um, I do actually have a watch that I wear when I when I get more dressed up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a fancy watch. Mm-hmm. Um, my logic there was I kind of wanted a watch, but I wanted to know if I would like wearing one on my wrist. So I mm-hmm. bought a cheaper one off the internet, and I don't like wearing it. <laughs> um, but I also find that, that classic watches... From a functional perspective, from a utility perspective, don't really add much. Like you said, they're more jewelry. They're more like to express yourself. Yeah. Versus like smartwatches, which I haven't necessarily been into, uh-huh. which, which could provide more, I suppose, function. Then at that point, you're, you're using it for more than just telling time. Because I rarely find myself needing to know the time and not being able to look at my phone, except that it is somewhat rude at times in, in meetings or whatnot. So you've gotten to the you've gotten to the next thing, and I would in fact argue perhaps that the people who have the smartwatches are using them for basically everything except to tell time. In the same way that you know, I, I know I don't know if we've ever really talked about it on on the pod, but like we have these magical super uh, supercomputer devices that are in our pockets that are nominally phones, and. Mm-hmm. The phone part of the phone is by far the thing we use the least. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there there is an an interesting contradiction there, and there's another one that I see, which is I would I would wonder perhaps if there's value added by wearing watch classic, as it were, from having one less reason to pull your phone out more times. 
Because I, I know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm horribly addicted to the supercomputer. Like I can't, yeah. I can't stop pulling it out of my pocket. It's really bad. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard drugs level addicted. Uh, yeah. But I also know that I hardly ever pull it out to check the time. Mm-hmm. So I just only pull it out the other 987 times a day that I, I want to pull it out for, for some little tiny dopamine hit. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's something there that, that I, I want to get to, which is, which is that everybody is looking at their phones all the time and, and you, because there's so much that could be going on, you don't know why necessarily they're looking at their, their phone, mm-hmm. but there is something that is so dismissive so disrespectful whether you intend it or not about someone glancing at their their wristwatch like it is just ingrained in culture if if you're talking to someone or something and you glance at your watch even if it's on accident i have done this before i've apologized before on this podcast for essentially doing that in a like a presentation i had that is it's it's like in some cultures where you can't you're not supposed to point with one finger. I think it is that okay. level of of disrespect. It's like I don't have time for you. It's never like oh maybe if you have to get somewhere, uh, it, even if it's something like that. It's I cannot spare any more time to engage with you, and that is worse than checking a text message or anything. It, yes, Max. It, it is rude to look at your to look at your watch to say like oh I I have better places to be. But is looking at your phone not the modern equivalent? Like, it's pretty rude when you're talking to someone and they look at their phone. I think we, and I would say even in these modern times, uh, why have we optimized our wrists? It's to optimize time. It's all, to. it really all comes down to optimizing time. You know, the time it takes you to get information. Uh, you know, the time it takes you to get places. What, whatever it is. So this is the, the wristwatch is the distilled version of that. It is uh, the original way we said, hey, I have to optimize my time. And my engaging with you is not optimizing my time. I, I would point to um, uh, Mr. Mr. Robot and uh, uh, shoot the the characters the main kind of baddie in the show um is very very much a stickler about time and that that plays a huge role in the course of the show where you are given uh it's uh, i think it's black rose um you're given so much time and there are beeps that go up in the meetings because time is is essential to this you know big cyber crime everything that is going on but it is essentially a an optimization of time and the wristwatch is the original distillation of that sorry what's that i was i was looking at my I, phone <laughs> i i see that i suppose i still think it's it's i don't know that it's significantly ruder to look at your watch than a phone um well i think know. we've all ju- well no but, I, so i think i think this is similar and now i i so i think smartwatches play into this but like i haven't we just tricked ourselves and each other into saying oh well maybe if i look at the phone it could be because there's some emergency happening yeah yeah but, but it's no... a it's a fucking lie sure it absolutely is you're but playing solitaire is, is... or whatever the uh, god I'm, no... I'm dating myself even with the my choice yeah. of mobile phone games i wear a watch yeah. and i play solitaire on my phone <laughs> But there's no there's no artifice with the watch, really. You know exactly what is going on. That expression is really baked into everyone. Um, you could, I've done it before. You could 
see a message and be like, oh, you know, I, I really have to go. This is this is an emergency. There can be some narrative that comes from that. If you look at your watch, like a normal watch, it's not like, oh, you know, Betty is it lost her foot. I got to run. Uh, you can't you can't do that because it's it's very it's binary. What is going on? But you there is analog. There's, no, there's why would you assume it? Why why is the assumption that when you look at the phone, like there could be an emergency, and when it, I guess when you look at your watch. Your calendar is just – if your calendar is in your head, if you know where you're going, like you have somewhere that you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it doesn't – you know, I get that the action of like looking down at your wristwatch while you're having a conversation with someone is disrespectful to that person. And I, I would yeah. feel disrespected if someone did it to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I guess I, I don't like the notion – that we grade on this we're grading on a curve now for phones we're just saying you're the it's basically just saying oh millennials brains are so addled that they can't they can't be you know they must be getting snapped out of something else by their phone like i i don't i don't buy it yeah i think i agree with that to an extent and to sean's original point i do actually like when I do wear my watch, which is very rare, I like being able to check the time without having to take out my phone. Because, mm-hmm. like, Sean, I, I kind of consciously know that I'm looking at my phone way too much. Yeah. Um. So I definitely like that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that, that curve is slippery slope till we're all in Google Glass looking at <laughs> six yeah. things at once, right? Well, I, I, I guess it, it does also go to the, the bit of, of a phone is there's... There's a in any smart device. There's a stimulation there, and looking at a watch doesn't really give you any stimulation. It just gives you a data point. And Mine lights that, up a little bit when I push the button on the side. Well, Ooh. you know what? You're a fancy man. What can we? What can we say? That's why you only bring it out with my, my twenty dollar Timex, real fancy. Yeah, but and I, I think that you know to kind of to 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 shift away to to go maybe more more back to this. Okay, let's assume that we are all going to be wearing watches, and there's there's Sean's view of of the the having a dressy one and a casual one, and then you know maybe certain people are into the optimization of that wrist space of your life. And I think of I think of shoes. Um, you know, Nike came out earlier this year with these uh, basketball shoes, which I forget what the exact name of of them are, but it's the kind that self laces with an app. And there were some at the rollout. There were some issues, you know, because you were using software to optimize your feet, your ability to to do the sports. Um, and there hasn't been as much of an embrace of of that, like, oh, this makes sense. Which normally, when there's technology that progresses, something that can make you better, can optimize you, a lot of people will embrace it. But uh, unlike, say, the the Apple Watch or Samsung's watch or, or the Garmin watch, I mean, for for years now, runners have been wearing the the GPS watches, which you know has has a lot of utility. Uh, that kind of stuff is 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 so br- embraced as are wearables in general. Um, but we are still Sean and I are still wearing traditional analog watches. So if you do that, like 
I I know I have a, a former now former coworker who is a, a runner, like a pretty serious runner, and wears a Garmin watch. And I know some other people that that do that sort of thing, like to keep track of their steps. And and I think I, I think I like it more if you're a serious runner doing workouts and like you're using it to track your workouts. But for a lot of the other stuff, it feels like a solution chasing a problem and 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 just like the the level of you know the level of need for optimization of the self mm-hmm. seems to me to be pretty out of whack and really like it's just an excuse to put your text on your wrist because society seems to be operating in the framework that you mentioned, Pierce, where we we find, or, or actually seems to be operating in in reverse of the framework you mentioned, where taking your phone out is the most disrespectful thing. But like, if you check a text on your wrist, it's somehow less bad. I, I mean, yeah. I I think my I think an incredibly cynical view of like the Apple Watch would be, it's just we're already excusing away a lot of inconsiderate disrespectful behavior and this is just a way to make it seem even less inconsiderate and disrespectful yeah my so phone what, was my phone was too far in my pocket i needed it to be closer and smaller so like for me i i, I definitely i agree with your characterization of like of our watches as jewelry or some sort of fashion piece yeah. and so like i really i love the way that my everyday watch looks i like i I have a diver's watch and i I went out of my way to pick one that i really liked how it how it looked and i like the way it sits on my wrist and like for me the the aesthetic of the apple i already am down on the self-optimization part so the Mm -hmm. only reason for me to get an apple watch is if i felt like it was the best looking watch and to me it's not so like i have double no reason to get myself an Apple Watch. Well, and and I, I want to in a moment. I want to give Max an attempt to to uh, to defend defend the Apple Watch because I feel like he is most Apple Watch adjacent and and is most uh, optimizing minded. Um, one thing I appreciate as I you know look at watches and have told myself for some years now that I'm going to buy a an Ace timepiece um, is uh, I get into reading about how the movement works and and how they're made and it's cool and it reminds me of buying a very nice pair of shoes like uh, leather shoes and and really appreciating the craft and everything that goes in that and but you can also appreciate the craft of putting a computer in something that small that is very powerful and and can make phone calls however questionable phone calls but and is connected and maybe i need to think of it more that way is Okay, not just the technology and optimization, but the care that went into this. Now, there's a different care, I think, with someone you know in, in Switzerland or Germany that is you know winding these things and putting together and has special eyeglasses on. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, Max, in some, this is a, a an amazing machine. I'm sure you have conflicted views on it, um, given I know the, the people you run with it, that that have them and how they use them. But I mean, should we be more open minded to to these items? Um, there's definitely some really neat features. Um, so my soon to be cohabitant does have an Apple Watch that they wear 
all the time. Um, I would say that the primary use is tracking exercise. Mm -hmm. So I think for that primary use, like it is functional, but there are more functional things specifically for that, like the Fitbit watch and and things Mm -hmm. that are made for that. The one thing I've noticed is when they, when they tell it to track exercises, the battery doesn't last very long. (laughs) Um, like we went on a, we went on a hike on Saturday, maybe a four hour hike, which is a long hike, mm-hmm. but the, the, she um, had to turn it off of tracking the hike because the battery was going to die, which is kind of ironic to me. Well, um, and there's the other wrinkle that in order for the watch to work and do these things, doesn't it have to be with the phone? Guess what? The phone can track the steps. Well, it, it may I not do it. It may not do it as well, but I, I I wonder how much like I wonder how much better it is. Yeah. Um, to then to that was my one kind of negative. There are some positives. I one I don't actually think it does need to be with the phone to to track it because I think you can wear it on a run without your phone, and that's right. kind of okay. the point is like things when you yeah. wouldn't have your phone. For me, I would think it was convenient. Like I I bike a lot, so I mm-hmm. put my phone in my backpack when I'm biking. So there could be an instance where it would be convenient to. To see things on my, if I get a text or a call, I can see who's calling while I'm while I'm biking. It's pretty rare that I don't have my phone with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple other neat features that I'll just defend because because uh, um, kind of we uh, she uses them a lot. One is uh, if if you have someone that loses your phone a lot, you can push a button on the Apple Watch and your phone will will ding and you can find it. Um, that feature is used a couple times a week. Um, and another one that's kind of neat is you can you can control your phone's camera from the watch. So if you're on a oh, hike, yeah. for instance, you can put your phone on a rock, and then you can open up your watch, and you can kind of see what the phone sees, and then you can you can position yourself and, and take a picture. It's it's neat. It's definitely gimmicky. Is that a reason to get a computer that you wear on your on your wrist? No, but it's mm-hmm. I mean it's it's cool and. Um, she likes it a lot, so yeah. that's to, and and she's not the only person I know that has one. A few other friends have one, and they they love them. And and that's where I I, I want to be very clear. I'm not begrudging anyone their decision that for their aesthetic values or for their desire to have more computing power available to them in different size packages located strategically on or around their person. Like that that's all fine and good. I for me, I've decided that it's not something that is sure. as useful in my life. Yeah. And and to the artistic or kind of jewelry aesthetic uh-huh. piece of it, um the Apple Watch itself, the little computer as with most Apple products is very slick looking. Mm-hmm. Um it's good it's a good looking watch and then there are also a lot of bands with it. So I think the default band is this kind of like rubbery plasticky athleticy band, but I know um my significant other has like got a nice leather band that makes it look actually a lot more like a traditional watch, especially from afar, like a dark leather strap and not like a yeah. weird white rubber strap that I think comes with it. Yeah, I think what what I'm hearing too is is the the comparison to the the Nike basketball shoes. Uh, with with those, they're really only optimizing one thing. They're really only bringing one thing to the table. I haven't done that much research into it, but it it tightens your shoes so that they they fit you better. Which how much are shoes really supposed to do? You might say, but 
we asked the same question of a watch and now look what it can do. So it, it had to bring a lot to the table for you to say, wow. And you could say, well, fitness trackers can only do one thing. Yeah, they did, but there was no way to track that before. So you got to bring something you have to bring kind of a new package and maybe bring a lot of features and put it all into one before people go, oh, all right, yeah. this makes sense now. Yeah, I have no doubt that they bring something to the table. The, the self-lacing Nike shoes are ridiculous. We weren't, as a society, having trouble tying shoes before. That uh, Well, that I cannot speak for me in that circumstance, <laughs> but I've gotten better over time. I, I mean, I mean the adults among us. The because <laughs> the adults. Because if you're a, I mean, if you're a parent and you're shelling out for self lacing Nikes for your kid, like, I, we, find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Let us know. We'll we'll have you on the pod so we can just yeah. ask why. Um, it, some people wear them because their their children or adults have um motor uh motor skill deficiencies which which i want to be respectful you're, but you're right if you're I, just I buying your kid those shoes we also want to hear from you there, there both, is no actually doubt. both would be great to hear about i'm i'm um, assuming a certain a certain state and and that was that was wrong with me. uh but you know i think your your point is valid that the value here comes when you're trying to bring together a number of different functions and features and you know I mean, look, I, I'm I am against, I am against the relentless societal need for optimization and efficiency in all things. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I mentioned it to some extent when we were talking about replay in sports, talking about changes to the game of baseball. I just, I, I think that, I, I don't necessarily think it's the right end for us to be you know, uh, trying to achieve, but at the same time, I am but but one voice, and and clearly as a a larger a larger you know westernized human humanoid cohort, like we've decided that I'm wrong. So, yeah. but you know. you know, keep in mind there's still there's still the simple pleasure of of knowing what time it is because it could be worse. It could be VAR and take all the joy and pleasure out of an entire game. Oh but that's boy. for another time. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, to, to Max, who's making a face, it's the uh, video assistant referee in soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, uh, yeah. Had, had a pretty significantly controversial impact on uh, the, the game of the weekend, which I think we both watched in, yeah. in the hotel in Michigan. Yes, yes, uh, yes. The, the, it, it's bad. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and it, it should go away. But that doesn't have anything to do with our watches. Although I guess in that sport, you know, the the referee has a, a, a time device to to keep track of what point the game is in, in, in large part because of the the vagaries of how soccer time counts up and not down and each half is technically 45 minutes but really it's probably more like 40 anywhere from 47 to 50 yeah um man soccer's weird it's fun but it's weird uh but anyway the fact that we're we're making wild digressions to <laughs> to var and and the weirdness of soccer timing means i think we've probably about wrapped up so 
if you've got watch thoughts uh come find us on facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think all right we will move on now as we do to pierce is sorry and what are you apologizing for today so uh i've done some some traveling of late and uh while waltz traveling in the airport i did something that actually i rectified i rectified the situation in the moment but there was something deeper that that made me feel bad and i've been struggling with it a lot and i think i've come to the conclusion uh max i'll need your help a little bit on this one so you um have the same credit card as me and there is a a special amenity you get that can be used at the airport which is the priority pass yes and what do what do restaurants often do with priority pass I don't know why I screamed that. Um, they <laughs> some rest. Uh, I think what you're referring to is in certain. So priority pass gets you into uh, airport lounges, um, mm-hmm. and in some airports there may not be lounges that allow priority pass, but they may have little restaurants post security, and so they'll mm-hmm. give you a credit per person uh, to use at that restaurant, usually around thirty dollars a visit per Correct. person. And the way that the transaction works afterwards. Um, is you show them the card and then you sign your name on this little screen. So I've done this a few times. Um, that's They gave me the bill, I gave them the card, and then I signed my name in the little screen that says I used it. That's never how it's worked for me. <laughs> how has it worked for you? Uh, every time I've used it, I have told them up front that I'm using it, and okay. they r- run it first. Oh, Probably so that they can max out the money on it, because presumably if I go in... It's and I get a thirty dollar credit, but I only spend ten. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if the restaurant runs it for thirty. <laughs> so and this gets to the issue I had, which is I I had actually been to this place before and did it the same way and watched other people do it. So I was going with the flow, which is always dangerous. Um, and so I get the bill. Um, I hand them the card. They don't say anything. They they let me sign the little screen, um, which is which is different. Um, and then I, I turn and go away and the, the guy and the, the bartender staff person goes, uh, excuse me, sir, it doesn't cover gratuity. And I was horrified and I happen to have a $5 bill in my pocket for, you know, a $12 charge and I put it down. So here's the thing I'm sorry about. I rectified the situation. I felt embarrassed and terrible, but the thing that is really going on and Max and I hit it on is I assumed fraud. <laughs> so I'm apologizing for assuming that you just charged me the full amount, regardless if I got $5 worth of stuff or $25 worth of stuff. Right. So they can't do that unless you tell them you're using one up front. <laughs> yeah. And That's so why you have to tell I, them in advance you're using it and then they'll, then they'll use fraud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I assumed fraud. I really do support the fraud in this case. So I just really want to... In the spirit of optimization, I want to optimize fraud. And I did not do that here. And so I, I apologize for not optimizing fraud. <laughs> for failing to opt- for assuming I, fraud and not yeah. optimizing it. I hope that's that's how it works. Otherwise, I've definitely left without leaving a gratuity. Yeah, I've, I've n- I now know that I have done it before. So. Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, as a plebe who doesn't have priority <laughs> pass, this is... Of little concern to me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's a that's a apology for a different day. Uh, okay, 
Well, we will move on uh, from that apology and close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, this week, our, our music is The Joke by Brandy Carlisle, which I referenced last week, uh, but, but put on hold as using for the episode music so that we could pay tribute to David Berman. But uh, there, there's some more, uh, more new music that I'm excited about uh, this week. Uh, last Friday, a new album, the first in a long time by The Hold Steady, which is cool. Oh. It's such a it's such a good thing that that band is back together and making new music. Uh, there there was a, a period of time where <clears throat> I don't think anyone would have looked askance at you if you said the hold steady is the best band in America. Uh, in fact, a lot of people probably would have agreed with you and they, if I remember correctly, they haven't put out an album since 2014. They've been on uh, a hiatus, but in the last couple years, uh, as they've started hitting anniversaries for, uh, for the albums that they have released, uh, they've been kind of doing a series of uh, little mini show sets uh, and, and kind of playing commemorative shows for those albums. Uh, and since, I want to say since 2017, as part of that, they've been recording new singles and kind of putting them out every so often uh, and and some of those singles make up this new album called Thrashing Through the Passion. And I'm just I'm so glad that they're back with music. They've added another guitarist. They have they now kind of have two and a half guitarists because if you've ever seen them, or really if you've ever seen Craig Finn, who is the lead singer of the Hold Steady in his solo career, you know that he nominally plays the guitar, but he kind of doesn't really play it on stage very much yeah uh, but the guy they added is a, a fellow by the name of steve selvage who i think was like a session guitarist and, and just, he's really good and he's like a you know he seems like a a fun stage presence and a guy who's really good at the guitar so hold steady is back the record is thrashing through the passion and because we're on hiatus i guess i'll um Maybe I'll I'll use one of their songs uh, next week. Not hiatus. We're not on hiatus. We're on we're on a delay. I'm on a delay. Oh, okay. With with songs for I'm not making some announcement to you guys. That one's on me. Uh, choose your words carefully, uh, boys and girls. It's important. Uh, and then uh, we we mentioned, you know, this whole episode was kind of about keeping track of time. And speaking of spans of time, uh, is anyone familiar with the significance of 19 weeks? Uh, no. Is that how long the NFL season is? Uh, no. Uh, it is how long every week of the NFL preseason feels, but uh, it is the historic chart-topping run of Old Town Road. Mm. Oh no, has it been dethroned? It has been dethroned uh, by Billie Eilish, who is oh, a person. Can, that's uh, enough. We're, we're done for today. Yeah. It, which what is, song? 
I don't. I don't it doesn't know. matter. I don't. Matter. I don't know offhand, uh, but I don't. I don't want to click a tab open to find out for fear of introducing rogue sound into the pod. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm I'm sad about that, but I'm I'm happy we got this magical run, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, no better way to cap it off, Pierce, than being at a wedding reception in Michigan, uh, where a bluegrass band busts out their own version of old town road as the night is coming to a close. It was weird and it was wonderful. It was something that's for sure. So shouts to gussied, which is the, the band that was playing at the reception. And, uh, yeah, uh, rest, rest in, rest in peace. The, the king is dead. Long live the king, Old Town Road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, a bad guy. On, on that note. That. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or uh, at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to our show feed on your device and podcast app of choice. If you do that, Please do us a favor, leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or tell a friend about the show. We would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. Bye.